Good morning. Welcome to the Lord's service to us by way of his name, word, and with his very body and blood. A couple of announcements this morning. Uh, first of all, summer Sunday school and Bible class continue today. Join us for Sunday school um, in the music room and the adult Bible class uh, meets in the gym. Um, there's also coffee there. Um, so join us in between services for our class. We'll continue on uh, first, second, third John and get into Jude as well. Pastor Berg was at a wedding this weekend in Fort Wayne, so he will be back in the off office tomorrow. Uh, he'll be traveling back today. The service is found on the panel of your bulletin. The best way to follow along, put your bulletin in the back of your hymnal, then simply go to the page indicated on the panel. The green sheet is there for you, has readings, notes on today's service, and a devotion for you to be used throughout the week. So all the announcements I have, please stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our help is in the name of the Lord. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? Since we are gathered to hear God's word, call upon him in prayer and praise and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of this altar. Let us first consider our unworthiness and confess before God and one another that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, and that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. Together as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Please kneel for confession and absolution. Almighty God, have mercy upon us, forgive us our sins, and lead us to everlasting life. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake, forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful God, preserve us from all harm and danger that we, being ready in both body and soul, may cheerfully accomplish what you want done. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the 11th Sunday after Pentecost is from Job chapter 38. The Lord said to Job, Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? And what were its bases sunk, or who laid its cornerstone when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy? Or who shut in the sea with doors when it burst out from the womb, when it made clouds its garment and thick darkness its swaddling band and prescribed limits for it and set bars and doors and said, Thus far shall you come and no farther, and here shall your proud waves he stayed. Have you commanded the morning since your days began and caused the dawn to know its place, that it might take hold of the skirts of the earth and the wicked be shaken out of it? It is changed like clay under the seal, and its features stand out like a garment. From the wicked their light is withheld, and their uplifted arm is broken. Have you entered in the springs of the sea or walked in the recesses of the deep? Have the gates of death been revealed to you, or have you seen the gates of deep darkness? Have you comprehended the expanse of the earth? Declare, if you know all this. This is the word of the Lord. Fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him lack nothing. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. The epistle is from Romans chapter 10. Moses writes about the righteousness that is based on the law, that the person who does the commandments shall live by them. But the righteous, righteousness based on faith says, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how are they to call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? 
as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 14th chapter. Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. The boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves. The wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked in the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. This is the gospel of the Lord.
Our text for this morning's sermon is taken from the gospel lesson with special emphasis on the following words. When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. This is our text. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters of our Lord Jesus Christ, whatever floats your boat is a way of saying, do whatever you want. Today, we see what floats Jesus' boat of the church. It's the love, care, presence of our crucified, risen, and ascended Lord Jesus Christ. He floats your boat, the boat of the church, because he wants you to enjoy life together with him and one another throughout all eternity in the glory of God. Now we see in our text for today that Jesus made them get into the boat. This is right after he had uh, did the miracle of changing or the, making the bread and the, the fish, a few loaves of bread and a few fish to feed 5,000 people besides women and children. Remember how the disciples had said, dismiss the crowds, we don't have enough food? Remember how we heard last week from Pastor Berg through that text that with the Lord there's always more, there's always enough? He didn't dismiss the crowds until they had their fill, until they were satisfied, until they were, were full, right? And we hear that now he dismisses the crowds because they had their fill. And he makes the disciples get into the boat. Where you are sitting today is called the nave. It's Latin for boat. The church has always been uh, seen as a, a boat. A lot of architecture with regard to churches that have been built have that boat theme. When you were baptized, those of you baptized here, and many baptismal fonts are just like that, this one has eight sides. It's to get you to think about how in holy baptism, you're put on the boat of the church. Why eight? There were eight people on Noah's ark. You're now on the ark of the Lord's church. He made you get into the boat through the water and word of holy baptism. And he promises to float your boat all the way into eternity, and that's the other reason for the number eight. If you count Palm Sunday to Easter Sunday, it's eight days. Jesus rose from the dead on the third day. The early church liked to use that number eight, infinity, to teach the truth that when Jesus rose from the dead, it was the dawn of a new day, and on that Easter Sunday, he started delivering the goods, del delivering the life that conquers even death. You need to be in the boat. You need to be in the boat of the Lord's church because you cannot make it past. You cannot make it across the chaotic waters of sin and death without Jesus and his boat of the church. The wind and waves of a fallen world will overcome you just like they overwhelmed Peter in our text for today. The Apostle Paul warns us about this in another place when he says these words, when he says that apart from Christ we are like children, quote, tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, 
by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes, unquote. The wolves of evil huff and puff on, and blow our houses down into the chaotic waters of sin and death. With every gust of sin, there's a wave that pulls you in. Then there's a rip current that takes you further and further away from God and from each other. We've all experienced that, haven't we? You think of the gusts of wind that comes from within when we say things that we really shouldn't have said, when we're not truthful, when we speak poorly of someone else, someone for whom Christ suffered and died, that that person might live a full life with him and you and every person who has ever lived on this earth. And then there's the wind that comes from outside of us, right? Maybe someone says something to you that just puts you down. Or maybe someone who you really love and care about. Maybe they express that they don't care about you anymore. And that they're not going to have anything to do with you. Just because you think this or think that. Right? Those gusts of wind are followed up with waves of, of doubt waves of uncertainty about the truth of God and how can anyone ever put this all back together again. Those are the chaotic winds and waves of sin and death. Now Jesus, if you remember, he put the disciples into that boat of the church to make it through all of that, right? What did he do? He went up the mountain. Little quiz. You ought to be listening during church, right? So we'll see. I think you should get this one. What did Jesus go up the mountain to do? To pray. Very good. Who is he praying for? His disciples. He's our advocate before God the Father. And now I want you to think about, just kind of kick ahead to today, Jesus having accomplished our, our salvation through his suffering, death, and resurrection, and now he is ascended into heaven, right? His ascension does not mean absence. His ascension means that he fills all things in heaven and on earth. What is he doing for us now? Scripture tells us, Jesus told us, he's praying for us. He's praying for you. He's praying for you that you know the fullness of the love of God and that nothing in no one can separate you from that love. Now, while he's our advocate before God the Father, he's got our back, right? He's got our sins. They're all, all been taken care of. His ascension does not mean absence. He knows what's going on in the here and now with you and with me in real and genuine ways, just like he knew what was going on with those disciples. That's why he went out to them, right? He went out to them walking on the water. When I think about that, I think about how, you know, those chaotic waters of sin and death, they didn't penetrate at all. They didn't penetrate him who is the righteousness of God. He's above it all. He's the perfect son who lived the perfect life in our place for our sins. So he's above the water. He's walking on the water. 
And he walks out to those disciples and in the midst of that storm, and they think he's a ghost. Well, Jesus is no ghost. He's the flesh and blood son of God who comes in real and genuine ways to save us. And notice what Jesus does. He does what he always does when he confronts his people, when he's there for them. Take courage or take heart. It is I. Don't be afraid. I'm God with you, Emmanuel. I'm the Christ set apart to be with you. I'm Jesus here to save you. And you got to love Peter. He's impulsive, isn't he? Well, if it is you, tell me to come out there. Jesus says, come. And while he's fixing his eyes on Jesus, right, he's walking on water. The sin isn't penetrating because he's with Jesus, right? But then he does what we all do, right? He sees the wind and the waves, and he knows that this is impossible for him totally and utterly impossible. And he begins to sink. He begins to sink. But if you forget everything else, don't forget this. Remember this part. Jesus doesn't let him go under. Jesus doesn't let him sink into those chaotic waters of sin and death. He doesn't let him sink in despair. And it's not because of Peter's faith when he grabs hold of him, right? What does he say? Oh, you of little faith. Why did you doubt? I'm God. I'm God with you. I'm God for you. I'm God here to save you. Whenever I, when, when have I not done what I've said I've, all along? I always do what I say. And I'm here to save you. Why did you doubt, Peter? Why did you doubt? He grabs hold of him. And I think of how, you know, later Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. I give them eternal life. No one can snatch them out of my hand. I and the Father are one. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. So Jesus, he floated his own boat as he walked on the water, right? And he floats your boat too. He's not a ghost. He comes to you today in his body, in his blood, incarnationally. The word becomes flesh again today. No ghost there. No abstraction. The body and blood of Christ, Christ in the flesh for you to forgive your sins. Jesus is incarnationally present for us just like he was for the disciples. Take heart. It is I. Don't be afraid. I'm one of you. I became one of you to save you. And notice what he does. He brings peace, right? Kind of like those first disciples on that first Easter Sunday, they're huddled uh, fearing for their lives. They're fearing for their lives because they didn't believe even after all of this, right? What does Jesus do? He goes in there and says, peace be with you. You know when you were baptized, when Jesus began to float your boat and promised that he would always keep it above water? You know, it was said 
after your baptism, at the very end of the, the, the service of holy baptism, peace be with you. You know why? Because Jesus is with you in the flesh. This is my body, this is my blood, the words of Jesus that give and bestow what he, what he says, what is said right after that, the peace of the Lord be with you always. Because Jesus is with you in real and genuine ways. He's with you to save you. And he calls us to him now, doesn't he? He calls us to him. He also admonishes us. And we do need to be admonished for our little faith when we doubt him. But when we doubt him and don't do what he has given us to do, what does he do? He, he puts us back in his boat, a boat that floats with his forgiveness, with his life and peace. So fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. Fix your eyes on him, because with him there is forgiveness. With him there is life that conquers death. With him there is forgiveness that overcomes your doubt and your unbelief with the reality of his presence in the flesh, in the here and now for you. So what are the faithful do in this boat called the church? While well, they do what the faithful did, the disciples did in our text for today. They worship him. They say, truly, you are the son of God. Truly, you are the son of God, Jesus. You say what you do and do what you say. While I wasn't there in the beginning, at the, when the waters came together and, were, and when the earth was created, he was. He's the author of creation. He was there. He knows all about it. He knows all how it runs and how it goes south with our sins. He has come to give us a new heavens and a new earth, to restore it all in the end. And he does it with the victory won at the cross where he took in the chaotic waters of our sin and death into himself. He drank it to its dregs, right? And then he buried it in his death, rose victorious over it. And now he comes to you, not as a ghost, but as a real flesh and blood, human being and God in the flesh. The wind ceased when they got in the boat, didn't they? With confession absolution and the forgiveness that you were just given, for example, when you confessed your sins this morning, well, there's peace. There's calm. Last night we were out on Pigeon Lake. It was on somebody's boat. And it was just, it was like glass. It was just so peaceful, right? That's the peace that God gives in and through Jesus Christ. This is the enormity of what he is doing in the boat of his church. Sin, it's not minimized. It's not denied. Others are not blamed nor canceled for it. Sin is paid for. Paid for by Jesus. And we're all reconciled with God and each other. In other words, he floats your boat. The Lord floated his boat for Moses. He floated his boat for Noah. He floated his boat for his disciples, filling it with all the fish they needed. And he floats his boat for you to give you everything you need 
so that you end up safe and sound in the harbor of heaven. Amen. Now may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guard our hearts and our lives in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We continue with the prayer of the church. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Almighty God, you laid the foundations of the earth and set bounds and limits to all things. We give you thanks for your glorious creation, including our own bodies and souls. In our sin, we have earned for ourselves death. Your creation has been subjected to futility. Yet in your Son, you grant us forgiveness and new life. Help us to live in righteousness through faith in Christ. We also thank you this day for your blessing on the marriage of Harvey and Ann Peters, married in Fort Wayne yesterday. Continue to bless their life together as husband and wife. And we also thank you for the blessing of 62 years of marriage for Dennis and Marlene Fors. Continue to shape their love for each other with your love for them in Christ. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious Lord, your word is near to the hearts of your people. Grant them courage to speak the gospel faithfully before the world. Let those who hear confess Jesus Christ as Lord and be saved. Remember all who endure persecution for his name and strengthen them for a bold witness. Lord, in your mercy. O Lord, we ask you to raise up pastors, teachers, missionaries, and servants for all church work vocations. Bless church planters and new congregations that they may endure. Bring hope and renewal to all struggling congregations and to the pastors who serve them. Do not let fear keep us from your word and sacraments. Lord, in your mercy. Help us to trust in you at all times, Father, that we may not doubt or fear. Grant us confidence in all that you have promised bestow daily and richly upon your people. Lord, in your mercy. O Lord, you supported Peter in his doubts and fears. Keep us from sinking into despair when we suffer trials of this mortal life. Be with those who are in need and bring your healing, comfort, and peace to the victims of the Maui, Hawaii wildfires. Bring your peace to Mike, recovering after surgery, Brad, awaiting a kidney transplant, Renee experiencing difficult complications after major surgery, Marie undergoing tests, Deborah and Bart for continued management of their illnesses, Robin in treatment for early-stage breast cancer, Mike, Emmy, Tim, Heather, Benjamin, Bernadette, Sue, Jennifer, Sharon, Doris, Timothy, and Ronald, all in treatment for cancer, Dorothy in hospice care, and the family of Todd Fors, who we remember today. Grant us your spirit that our hearts may not waver and keep us in the grasp of your grace that we may not lose our way or be overcome by weariness and struggle. Lord, in your mercy. Grant that we who come to your table may receive Christ's body and blood in faith. Let us truly be united in confession even as we are one at the table of our Lord. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious Lord, give ear to the prayers of your people and lead us to trust in your mercy without fear, 
that we may be confident that you will grant to us all things needful to us and our salvation. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated for the offering and for the signing of the Friendship Register. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us and all creation. 
Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally. Because he is now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity, all who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying... Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of all creation, for you have had mercy on us and given your only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. In your righteous judgment you condemned the sin of Adam and Eve, who ate the forbidden fruit, and you justly barred them and all their children from the tree of life. Yet in your great mercy you promised salvation by a second Adam, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and made his cross a life-giving tree for all who trust in him. We give you thanks for the redemption you have prepared for us through Jesus Christ. Grant us your Holy Spirit that we may faithfully eat and drink of the fruits of his cross and receive the blessings of forgiveness, life, and salvation that come to us in his body and blood. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, in the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in body and soul to life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. us pray. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, you have given us a foretaste to come, a foretaste to the feast to come in the Holy Supper of your Son's body and blood. Keep us firm in the true faith throughout our days of pilgrimage, that on the day of his coming we may, together with all your saints, celebrate the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Amen.